Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another live edition of the Cyclone Insider Podcast and YouTube video stream. I'm Travis Hines. He's Randy Peterson. Coming to you after Iowa State's beatdown of Ohio on Saturday afternoon at Jack Trice Stadium. Uh, Cyclones do what I think most people expected them to do, and that's take care of business from beginning until end against the Bobcats. Randy, I don't know that there's a lot to glean from this game other than Iowa State did not have a debacle. They avoided not only a catastrophe of something like losing the game, but avoided even really having any questions asked about their ability to turn the page from Iowa, their ability to look forward to Baylor, and then you know potentially even – I mean, I thought they played good football today. Obviously, there's it was not perfect. But I'm looking at this game on Saturday now against Baylor, you know, with, with my eyebrow up a little bit because I do think that this has been a really solid three-week start for Iowa State. And, you know, they kind of put a little cherry on top with another blowout win today against Ohio. That was the big thing. Um, my biggest takeaway was that Iowa State play, played without a, a having a hangover um, from, from last Saturday. I mean, they came out and scored right away. They, um, you know, Deckers was outstanding right away. Xavier Hutchinson was ex- outstanding right away. There was – it didn't take any um, – you know, just just like Matt Campbell said after the game, and like the players told us after the game, after the Iowa game, now I'm talking about, is that they would be fully grounded. They promised that they would be fully grounded by the time, you know, they got back to Ames essentially after last Saturday night. And by golly, they were. There was there was no bit of of um, of looking ahead to Baylor. There was there was certainly no um, nothing that that would make you think that Iowa State was still on a on a high after the previous week, um, you know, sure. Iowa state shut it down a little bit in the second half, but why not? I mean, it was, this thing was out of whack midway through the second quarter. We can, you know, we knew, we knew who was going to win anyway, but, but after that, about midway through the second quarter, especially when, you know, we knew, and I think you and I and every other reporter up in the press box started writing stories. Um, so that, that was my big, that was my biggest takeaway. I mean, it's it, sure we can, we could talk about the negative and the, and the special teams continue to be certainly continue to be negative, but, but um, you know, I was, I was really happy for, um, for Will McDonald finally getting, getting that sack after, after three games and in the third game. And for him, that was, you know, that was, that was good. I mean, the, the poor guy, he sees all kinds of different, different um, blocking schemes against him. And he he will continue to, but but he's inching closer to that big to becoming the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve's career sack leader. I think he needs four more. So and he'll get them. He averaged eleven and a half, or he got eleven and a half last year. So all in all, it was it was a good game for Iowa State to be three and zero for the first time since two thousand and twelve, going into um, Big Twelve opener next week. Yeah, I mean, I thought they came out aggressive. Their first four plays were passing plays offensively, came right down the field, scored the ball. You, know, you saw Colby Reader get 
an interception there uh, later in the game defensively and almost take it back. Or if he had not ran into Anthony Johnson, might have scored there. I mean, it, not to you know, uh, you know pick at any wounds, but that kind of looked like the uh, Iowa punt return from 2019 yeah. with two Iowa State players colliding. But otherwise, I think a really well-rounded performance for both sides of the football. You know, I know some people were a little frustrated with the running game where you take away the big runs and the, the yards per carry suddenly didn't look that great, you know, where Jirel Brock got all but 15 y- yards uh, on his day on that 61-yard run, I believe. Kind of same thing for Silas and Sanders, a couple big runs, juice yeah. their totals. But I think, you know, like I mentioned before, they started the game with four straight passes. Deckers throws it almost 40 times and passes for 268 yards. I do think that we have evidence that this offense might be pass first, pass to set up the run rather than the other way around that we've seen in, in other years. Um, you know, we'll see when Cartavius Norton comes back, if that adds another wrinkle, which sounds like maybe he'll be available next week. But I just don't think it's worth getting bent out of shape when your passing game looks as dynamic as it is where you're going to lead with the pass when you've got Hunter Deckers that looks like he's got a big arm, you know, obviously only three starts to his name so far, but Xavier Hutchinson has been awesome through three games. Sean Shaw had a big game today. We all know what Jalen Knoll is capable of. So I do think this might be a lead with the pass type offense. So I don't think it's – and what we've seen with the running game for now, what, six years, seven years under Matt Campbell? Like, I don't think it's worth hitting the panic button on that quite yet. Should we talk about special teams or should we, uh, you know, praise them a little bit more before we talk about what's kind of disaster? <laughs> I don't, um, I don't know if disaster is too strong, but a major, major red flag there. As far as, far as getting back to Deckers just for a moment here, he, he hit 10 different receivers, um, which that's that's pretty impressive. I know you and I were talking in the press box. Um, you know, I, I think I, I, I was you – know, we were talking about who, who would become – the tight end receivers who now that Charlie Kohler and Chase Allen are gone. And Deshaun Hanika had three, had three catches today. And I think he, he had two and combined in, in the first two games. Tyler Moore had a couple. Um, the Russ bus. Russ bus. The Russ bus had four. Yeah, there he is. The Russ bus had four. So oh, I think that's over half of his career catches all in one game. <laughs> we like the Russ bus. I mean, he's he's the kid's got such a wonderful personality. Let's have him on this talk, this thing sometime during the midweek. Um, yeah, he's 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 funny. Um, but anyway, yeah, and Greg Gaines got in. He hadn't been in yet this year, and that which was surprising to me because I'd I'd heard so much about him, and maybe he'd been banged up. I don't know. It's not like um, um, we've got a great handle on on injuries, although Matt did say tonight after the game that Cartavius Norton is getting closer, whatever that means. Um, um, Rimsburg was running, not running around, but he was walking around without that, that lugging that brace on his, on his, I guess that would be his right knee. So maybe he is getting closer. Maybe, you know, a couple of weeks he will play. Um, I guess we'll just have to, to see about that. But, um, you know, we can, I don't know, you want to, Go special teams. You want to talk about the offensive line? Gave up two yeah, sacks. I, mean, I think it's that was worth Deckers. At least... I wasn't watching the game that closely anyway at that point in time. They may have been on Deckers. I don't know. I think it's worth talking about, or at least mentioning special teams. Obviously, two punt blocks against Iowa. They get a PAT block today against Baylor, or excuse me, against Ohio. 
also give up a return to near midfield. And by themselves, that's concerning enough. When you piggyback it onto what Iowa State has done or not done special teams-wise for the last two or three years, I don't know how you're not concerned, especially if you know if you look at the, the past is prologue, Iowa State's going to be in a lot of close games in the Big 12. And if you're going to be in a lot of close games, sloppy special teams is a really good way to get beat. So we'll see what it's like going forward. But, man, that's got to be concerning for that coaching staff right now. You know, having, having kicks blocked like that, like the Iowa game, like today, that'll get you beat in the Big 12. There's no question. Because I guarantee you, Baylor, maybe not by now, but certainly by the time they get here next weekend, they'll know that let's let's bring the house on on these kicks and see and see what happens because Iowa State's not blocking it. I don't. I could sit here and say I have confidence that Iowa State will will make the correction, but same things happen two weeks in a row. So I don't. Maybe I don't have the confidence that they that they will fix get it fixed. Um, it just may be one of those facts of life that that that's going to happen i mean obviously an opponent can't block every kick so the ones they don't block you know play them well but but uh, i don't i don't think that's a winning strategy the ones they uh, don't block yeah the ones they don't block need to be good but uh. yeah but I, I i think that that um i'm hopeful that iowa state gets it fixed and, and at least does something to um to fix it and and if they i mean keep an eye on this if the opponent has seen on film, which I've seen on tape, which which they will have by now, that Iowa State's a little is very susceptible to having kicks blocked. Then then let them come and just and just fake a punt. I guarantee you, a, a planned fake punt has never been called with with Matt Campbell as a coach. Might as well start that now. Okay, you say one. Oklahoma last year, right? That was, was that the first was one. It? Okay, I believe so. All right, I'll um, have to go double check that, but I feel like they did against Oklahoma last year. But if they're going to be coming that hard, then then take advantage of it. You know, turn your turn a negative into a positive. But uh, you know, all in all, all in all, yeah, it was it was a a very good game for Iowa State. Deckers could have thrown for over three hundred um, if they wanted him to. Um, Jarrell could have could have run for a hundred yards if they wanted him to. But but get Deion Silas some some play. That was that was good. So Iowa State's going to enter that that the Baylor game. With three running backs that have that have carried the ball significantly, so that's kind of cool too. Baylor on Saturday for the three and Iowa State Cyclones. Randy, I did not expect this game necessarily to have mistakes that it does with Iowa State three and Baylor with the one loss on the road in double overtime to BYU. But to me, and I wrote this after the game, the downsides for Iowa State here are pretty minimal. If you lose this game on Saturday, I don't know that anybody's really going to bat an eye. You lose a top 25 game at home in a season where you don't have a ton of expectations to begin with, whereas the upside is significant. If you win this game and you come out of September 4-0 with a top 25 win, and then you've got Kansas and K-State coming up. Like, I know Kansas has been much better this year, but that's still a game you feel pretty good about. Same thing with K-State at home. Like, we are talking very reasonably 6-0 and heading into that Texas-Oklahoma back-to-back again, for a season where I think there was some level of expectation, but certainly not huge, where if you're at 4-0 and coming out of this Baylor game, the possibilities are super intriguing about what you can get done 
as an Iowa State program, whether it's in the Big 12 or in the grand scheme of, you know, how many wins can you stack in the last two months of the season? So a lot of upside here, and I think some surprising upside for Iowa State, you know, given how much they lost from last year's team that was on paper, I think the most talented team in school history that ultimately went seven and six. Now you've got a team that has some plenty of guys that have been part of success at Iowa State over a number of years, but certainly not with the uh, the resumes or name recognition that you had the last two or three years you know, with your Charlie Collars, with your Brock Purdy's, your Brees Halls, and on down the line. And Baylor's, you know, I was reading, looking at some of the Baylor stats um, of, of Baylor's game to date. Shapen ran. Shapen's a very good, a very good runner. So I mean, Iowa State's going to have a chance for with him um, in both dimensions, both passing and and running. And he may be a better runner than he is a passer. And Baylor always gives Iowa State fits. So, um, you know, like you said, we're, we're going to see a lot of close games this this Big 12 season. Um, and those mistakes, like the punting game that, we, that, that we've seen in the punting game, they're going to have to get those fixed somehow. They're going to have to get those fixed or, or somehow work around them, you know, figure out some kind of workaround because they're not going to be able to get away with that stuff um, in the Big 12. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Iowa State fans should be excited right now, 3-0 and and chance to be 4-0. And, and like you alluded to, I mean, my gosh, with Kansas and K-State after coming up after after the Baylor game, who knows what can happen? And I guarantee you there's momentum. There's there's um, maybe momentum's not the right word. But Iowa State knows that, that K-State was picked ahead of Iowa State in the, by the coaches in the, in the preseason Big 12 standings. So we'll see what happens what happens there but uh um yeah going into going into baylor next or coming going into the big 12 opener next week against baylor is at three and oh is is something i don't know how many people expected but uh, um it's certainly here and and iowa state fans and and the, the team is um they're gonna make the most of it iowa state is three and oh we'll welcome top 25 baylor to jack trice stadium next weekend you can read all about iowa state's Beatdown of Ohio on DesMoinesRegister.com tonight and tomorrow. And then be sure to check out all of our week-long coverage leading up to the game on Saturday against Baylor. Again, DesMoinesRegister.com. We've got our radio show Monday evening on KXNO. Uh, be sure to tune into that. For Randy Peterson, I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider Podcast and live stream. Thanks for listening and watching, and we'll catch you next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.